Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Also, follow us everywhere on social at DIY Money Podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to check out the video on YouTube. We've got some awesome bonus content there. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. Oh, I mean, it's a marathon session today. We're doing multiple, multiple podcasts. Of course, folks don't know that because they get they to listen a week. one at a time. But yeah, uh, housekeeping odds and ends. Really, uh, the last couple episodes I've mentioned this, but we do need. Your questions. Uh, the whole the whole podcast centers around questions. So if you have been a a, a listener and uh, maybe you're new to the show, maybe not. Maybe you've listened for a long time and uh, you've thought I want to send in a question or something is on your mind about. Doesn't even have to be some kind of complex financial question. I like I like questions like, Hey, what's going on in the world? <laughs> Why does the market stink? Are you in the mafia? Am I in the what? Uh, things like that. Happy to kick those things around. How many downloads do we have per episode? Uh, it think? ends up being close to 10,000. Okay, I mean, so it takes t- time. Let's say that 10,000 people listen to each episode. Yeah. We've done like 300 and something episodes. Oh, here comes the man. Here, the big brain. Well, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> if you're listening to this, you clearly have an interest in financial topics, yeah. and you clearly don't know everything, and you want to know more. So send us a question. But only like 350 people have sent us a question. Yeah. So that's 9,650 people. You had me until the 19. (laughs) Which I'm just challenging everybody to fill up your Oh, boy. Because they don't come to me. No, they do not. So if we could get 9,000 emails, that'd be great. Podcast at DIYmoney.org. The only caveat I will say, and some of you probably are like, I sent in a question. Why didn't you read it? More than likely, it was two minutes long. And uh, I, what I guess I could do is send in a quick email and say, hey, can you shorten this? But try to keep it within the minute range. Uh, that would be great. And then we can use that on the podcast. And if we do, we still will send you a $25 Amazon gift card. Booyah. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yes. So there you go. All right. Let's go to a question today from, I name escapes, Colton. What do you got? D-I-Y. Hey, Quentin Daniel. Colton from Colorado here. Long-time listener, first-time voice memoir. Uh, my question is pretty simple and hopefully broad enough for the whole audience, but um, what would be some general advice to help convince older family members who are nearing retirement to consult with a financial professional so that they can make the most of their retirement? Thanks. Love the podcast, and uh, keep up the bro talk. Keep up the bro talk. That's all you had to say. That's why Colton went right to the top of the queue. No, just kidding. Uh, This is an interesting question because I think you have to be very careful, Colton, with uh, your, I don't know, healthy boundaries is the only thing that comes to mind. And what I I mean by that is this business is wrought with nonsense. And one of the reasons that we decided to do this show from the very beginning is to broadcast a message that we feel is extremely prudent across multiple disciplines, across a variety of timelines, very uh, you know evergreen, 
meaning it doesn't matter whether it's a bull market, a bear market, what's in vogue now, are we buying ESG, are we not buying ESG, you know, what's the hot sector, what's the hot product. No, we try to keep things very, very standard. And I will tell you that that's an anomaly. It doesn't happen. So the difficulty you may run into, Colton, is you may uh, discuss this with someone and ultimately, they go and get bad advice. And then guess who's to blame? You. <laughs> no matter whether you like it or not. Um, so what I would suggest is, I number one, I think your intentions are pure, obviously. You're, you're, you're trying to just say, hey, I've learned enough about this. I'm, I'm hearing, maybe you're hearing or reading stories or learning about mistakes people are making. You don't feel confident or you don't have the experience or whatever, you're not licensed or don't want to take the responsibility of, of giving financial guidance. And so you're saying, hey, why don't you speak to a professional? And I think that's admirable. And again, I, I commend you on that. I think it's pure. Um, the way I would go about that is the same way that you're sort of purely asking us. And, and that is, hey, have you thought about this? And what's the hesitation? And, you know, I know enough to be dangerous, and I've heard horror stories, and I'm learning from these two crazy guys on DIY Money. And, you know, I mean, ask questions, and it's in a, it's in a very pure and very healthy manner. I think if you go to anyone and say, hey, you really need to talk to a professional— I mean, you're, you're basically telling them, hey, I think what you're doing is dumb. You're going to ruin your life financially, and you better find some help, right? That's just not taken well. Um, I don't know if you're married, but in marriage, you quickly learn that the way you say things is everything, right? So if I come downstairs and I look at my wife and I go, why are you unloading the dishwasher that way? You know, that is fighting words. Really? Like, oh, yeah. I thought that'd work well. Wow. I mean, as opposed to, um, I have no, I, I don't even have an, I Thanks don't Thanks for unloading the dishwasher. Do yeah, it however you want. Yeah, exactly. I mean, basically, you know, that's great. Thanks. So, I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm joking about that one, but it is true. I mean, so again, I think if you're just pure uh, in your intention and you then help them vet what a pure, holistic, fee-only advisor looks like, that would also be helpful. That's my two cents on it. That's really all I got. You're a CFP, Certified Financial Planning Professional. Mm -hmm. What does that mean, and and why is that important? So if somebody's looking for a uh, an advisor, I, I think personally a CFP is very important. What, what, what is that all about? I don't wrestle with an alligator. I don't tussle with a whale. I don't handcuff lightning, throw thunder in jail. That's bad. Yeah, so a CFP has has gone through the uh, the rigorous sort of training and education components and taken a test to get a certification that covers the uh, all the broad areas of financial planning. Now, understand that a CFP could really specialize in one area. So there are CPAs or accountants that are CFPs, and they might uh, specify more in sort of the tax planning side of things, which is one of the disciplines of the CFP designation. Uh, you have to sort of understand them all, but 
you might have a specificity in one area. Uh, there is investment advisors that may heavily more lean into the investment side and, and may not dabble as much into to stuff, for instance, like taxes or estate planning and things like that. And also there may be lawyers, uh, estate planning lawyers and things like that who are CFPs who focus on estate planning. So people kind of work in uh, the wheelhouse that they're in, but to get the designation, you have to at least have an understanding and a level of education in all of them broadly. But even as a as a CFP who is an investment advisor, there are times when we even we'll run into um, when we're doing a plan, uh, some more complex tax issues than is something that comes across my desk on a, you know, a week to week basis. And uh, so we have contacts in the industry, some great CPAs, and uh, we'll verify and double check information. So nobody is an expert in everything. It's kind of like in the medical world, right? You have your uh, general practitioner that you go to, and and they sort of uh, manage things from a high level. And and that could be your, um, you know, your wealth manager, or your client relationship person, or whatever that is. Uh, you, you probably interact with somebody in that nature, or you might be that for yourself. But then uh, when something specific comes along, yeah, you probably uh, go to somebody who has a, a specialty in that area. Uh, a CFP, if you talk to most CFPs, uh, you can kind of ask them, you know, what are the areas of planning that you really enjoy doing or, or that you have a, a high aptitude for, things like that. And uh, if they say all of them, uh, that may be the case, but it's it's usually not the case. Usually people like to dial in. So if somebody came to me, um, you know, I would say estate planning is not necessarily an area that, that I'm great in, but we have great people in our, uh, that our office knows that, that we would work with and help them plan in that area. So there you go. I, I think, uh, I think the key, what else would you add about him approaching this subject with Parents, loved ones, friends, whatever, approaching retirement. Yeah, like you said, it, it, it comes down to a lot of the presentation. Uh, it comes down a lot to the personality and temperament, and timing is huge. Uh, whether or not there's really a need for it or whether or not it's just kind of coming out of nowhere. I think maybe he can approach it with that similar sort of uh, medical metaphor and go, you know, hey, this is kind of my area of specialty. As we continue to go down this journey, it really seems like uh, there's some areas that I'm just not as competent in and, and just aren't the areas that I practice, but there are really good people that do that. Let's go find them together. Let's interview them together. Let's sit with them together and let's ask them questions together and see if they can kind of help facilitate and, and have a, a second opinion. I think in this instance, it may be a little bit easier because it sounds like uh, there's already a relationship of talking about the finances and things like that. Whereas a lot of times between, say, parents and kids or family members, et cetera, it's like not even a topic that's broached. So to then say, hey, have you talked with somebody about your finances? It's like, well, we just don't even talk about finances. So if the discussion's already on the table, I think you have a little bit of an opening there. And you can go, hey, why don't we continue doing this together, but invite somebody in that has another perspective and a high level of competence? Hopefully that's helpful. Uh, that was a great question, Colton. And again, I think it sounds like you're you have pure intentions and gen, genuinely don't want to see this person or these folks uh, make mistakes. So I think if you approach it in that manner and then help them to navigate that, I think that will be uh, it, it, that will be met well. Uh, and hopefully that that is a help to them. Uh, great. Again, great question. Thanks for sending that in. We'll send you a $25 Amazon gift card. And if you're out there and uh, want to send us a question, please do so. Podcast at DIYmoney.org. Just clip an audio file on your phone and drop it in the email. 
uh, podcast at DIYmoney.org. Uh, and uh, we'll get that question on the air and we'll send you a $25 Amazon gift card. So remember, friends, secret to wealth, pretty darn simple. Live on less than you make, invest the rest. Do so for a very long time. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want content delivered to you regularly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at DIY.money. And if you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed. 